What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's get into the Cowboys' 53-man roster projection. I've been wanting to do this one for a while now. Uh, there are some tough decisions, as always. And it's funny because you, you spend so much time making the tiniest of choices when you do one of these exercises that you don't stop to consider How many, unfortunately, injuries will take place throughout the offseason? How many of these decisions will be made by themselves because of that kind of stuff? And also, you also get a like clearer picture as to forget about whose highlights you're seeing on social media more often. But who does the coaches sound like they like better? What are the coaches saying about this undrafted free agent and maybe this second-year player that didn't make the roster last year? That kind of stuff. Like, I'm going to give you a, a clear-cut example. Jalen Tolbert. I think, spoiler alert, it is very tough to leave him out of your roster projection because he was a third-round draft pick last year. And even though things didn't pan out for him as a rookie, you have to assume that The Cowboys are ready to run it back in his second year. After all, he was a top 100 pick. So that kind of stuff, maybe in the offseason changes, like say Tolbert doesn't, uh, hypothetically, doesn't come around throughout the entire training camp and throughout the entire preseason. Do the Cowboys say, hey, you know what? It sucks, but it's time to move on. We'd rather carry someone else on the team. Could that happen? I really don't know, but this is what I mean. Like this kind of stuff usually figures itself out, but uh, we're still going to have a lot of fun, a lot of fun, uh, in my opinion, projecting this roster. Uh, let me say hi really quickly. Shout out to Gregory, Stephen White. We've got uh, Danny Savage as well, and this is a good one. I don't see four tight ends, three running backs, and then a fullback dressing on Sunday. Well, hey, stay tuned. Uh, Mills uh, says, interesting, want to see Tyrus Whitman. Oh, man, Tyrus, Tyrus is an exciting rookie. He's, he's going to be, he's one of those players that might raise his stock as we go into the offseason. Shout out to uh, Bruce, Gregory. Uh, we'll get to that for sure. John, shouting out, Masses made, Maria. Thank you for being here as well. All right. Bruce says, I have never rooted for flashcards more than tonight. No flashcards tonight. No flashcards. I put the time in. We have some graphics for you. Let's get to it. Let's start with quarterback. Let's start with quarterback real quickly. And hey, before we start, actually, some people have already offered like their their answers in the chat. Like I saw the Tyrus Weed shout out, and then somebody else had the the shout out for. Uh, Eric Scott Jr. We'll get to that too. Somebody mentioned Quinton Vohana. How about this? Drop in the chat. Drop in the chat. Who do you absolutely want to see make the roster? Kind of like your pet cat. 
And of course, don't answer Zach Martin or Dak Prescott. Like, who's your pet cat? Who's your underdog that you want to see make the 53-man roster? Let me know in the chat. I'll get to some of those answers as well. Uh, but let's start with the quarterbacks in the meantime. Because it's an easy one, I think. Uh, last year, the Cowboys opened with just Dak Prescott on the roster. Uh, probably will happen again uh, next year. Uh, I mean, this September. But we're keeping it in a more real sense right now, since we still don't know about the injuries, etc., so we'll wait on that until later. In the meantime, we only have Prescott and Cooper Rush in. I think there is no longer an ongoing competition between Rush and Will Greer. Maybe last year you could have argued that Greer had a shot at the backup job. And even during the preseason, we were kind of wondering if he had a place in there. Right now, obviously, I think Rush has earned the job. Uh, so I've got two QBs making it only. Although I do wonder a little, a little bit about uh, McCarthy maybe wanting more active quarterbacks. And by active, I, may, I mean the roster. But this is the most realistic outcome for the QB position, in my opinion. Let's see some of your pet cats. Uh, Chris, Graham's, uh, Chris Graham excuse me, goes with Isaiah Land. He's, a, he's an interesting one. Uh, only fight in this is pesky citizen is McKeon and the Tennessee tight end, a Princeton fan. Hunter Lipke says Jack and Deuce. Oh, that's the, that's the next position, man, running back. So you're getting your answer as far as my prediction, Jack, pretty soon here. Jeremy says Deuce as well. John Rockford says the fullback from North Dakota State that our boys drafted. Well, they, they signed him post-draft. So uh, just, to, just to be super specific there. Pesky says, I want to see the, the fullback. Give me Hunter Lipke, says Ron. Uh, Lipke is getting a lot, of, a lot of love right now in the chat. Uh, Bruce says, Simi Fehoko or Alarcon? Man, you guys know Isaac is my, is my pet cat. I would love to see him on the roster. A lot of love for Lipke. Gregory says, Sim Richards, the offensive tackle that they took in the fifth round. Uh, so let's, let's, let's move on to the running back. Let's move on to the running back position. And before we do, I've got another question for you in the chat. I'm going to toss a lot of this out throughout the show. Hunter Lipke, before I turn over to the next slide, Hunter Lipke, yes or no, does he make the roster? Not if you want to or not. Uh, like, in your opinion, does he make the roster? Yes or no? Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, I'm going to turn over the slide and we'll see where my prediction landed. I've got the Cowboys carrying four running backs. And that would be Tony Pollard, Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, the six-round draft pick. And yes, I've got Hunter Liebke right here listed as a fullback. Now, this is an important one because I think that Liebke, and somebody already kind of touched on this, in the chat, and this might be a little bit of a spoiler alert, but Lipke's presence on the team as a fullback might force the Cowboys to be okay with carrying only three tight ends. And now that would be okay because you'd think of Lipke, and trust me, he has the receiving skills. Many of you have already seen it in his North Dakota State tape. He can play as an H-back, kind of like this, hybrid between a fullback and a tight end. If you want to be super specific, an H-back player type would be just like a tight end that's set back from the line of scrimmage. 
Lipke can be that guy. So if you're going to carry a fourth tight end to maybe take on that role, maybe you're being a little bit redundant, if that makes sense. I think that if the Cowboys do carry Lipke, it's going to be a situation in which he's also going to be expected to be a pass catcher in several situations. And then it gets obviously super exciting that way because you can line up with Hunter Lipke in certain maybe goal line situations, maybe third and short situations. And good luck, good luck knowing how to match up against that because he might be a blocker and maybe you don't want to put a safety or something like that on him or he can be a pass catcher. And maybe you don't want your linebacker on, on Lipke. So yeah, I think the Cowboys carry Lipke. And let me double down a little bit here right now. I've seen a lot, like a lot of comments so far uh, among fans, content creators, media members saying, Hey, don't be surprised if he if Lipke makes the roster. And I think, hey, it's fair because I agree with with them. But I think it's gotten to the point in which it will be a surprise if he doesn't make the roster. Because this guy is a legitimate fullback that I think can really catch the ball at the next level. And I don't think that Mike McCarthy is going to let that opportunity slide. And I think that if you follow the money, you know, he gets $200,000 guaranteed. And it's a different position than a lineman. Like, it's a lot of money for a fullback. I think he's making it. I think he's making the roster. Let's see what you guys have to say. Uh, you guys agree with me from what I can see in the chat. I asked you, yes or no, is Lipke going to make it? Jack says, he's a do-it-all fullback. I want him so much. Ron says, yes. Okay. Mark Aaron says, yes. John says, yes. Pesky says, yes. Chris says, is he healthy? Hey, hopefully that, that is the case. Nobody's any fullback on this team since the Moose, says Mike. Yeah, maybe you could count some, some players here and there, but, but like a legit, legit long-term fullback. Uh, probably you're right, Mike. Jeremy says, yes. Gregory, Stephen White. Jack says, yes, because of Mike McCarthy. That is right. Like McCarthy's offenses were famously involved with, with fullbacks. John says, Hunter's blocking skills. Like, it's not like he's going to be a, you know, wrecking ball type blocker, but he's going to get the job done. He, he's going to get the, the job done. But also, like, let's, let's be real. He's probably not going to be this bulldozer when it comes to, to blocking. I think that his value comes in the fact that he can do a little bit of everything. And that includes being a pass catcher. And that's where the whole Kyle Dushik type of conversations and comparisons come from, from the fact that you can use him as a legit pass catcher. Hey, shout out to John Jones. Uh, thank you for joining the show right now. He also says yes. Gregory says, hey, don't be surprised if Jalen Moreno Cropper makes the 53. And hey, I agree. It's, it's an exposition too. Uh, I don't have him making the roster, spoiler alert. But that fifth wide receiver spot is wide open, in my opinion. Let's get to it. Let's get to the wide receivers right now. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tease you any longer. Uh, just one more comment though. Ronald Jones, Rico Dowdle, uh, the two of them are gonna be in it. Like this is my projection, my way too early projection, let me add. And we're gonna revisit this. Trust me multiple times throughout the 
throughout the offseason. But Ronald Jones is going to have a shot. I, I don't think that Ronald Jones is uh, one of the favorites, though. Rico Dowdle could beat out Malik Davis. Rico Dowdle is legit. I think that Malik gets the edge, though, because he's a second-year player and all of that. So I'm giving him the edge here. Um, but watch out for the running back position. It is going to be fun. Now, if Pollard is not healthy and he is not ready to go, then you could talk about some chaos in the uh, in, in the running back position. And I, I don't know, maybe maybe the Cowboys signed Rojo as kind of an insurance policy in case that is the case. Like, say that Pollard, worst case scenario, and I'm not saying this is the expectation, but say that he starts the season in pub. I don't think it's going to happen, but then what do you do? Because you might carry Rojo and, and Davis and even Dowdle and Vaughn and maybe call up Lipke for some games before you sign him. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting to figure out that to figure out that uh, for sure. Now, let me go into the next slide here really quickly. Uh, let's get to the wide receivers because Brian is asking who is your fifth wide receiver. Let's get to it. I've got the Cowboys carrying six wideouts. Now that would be the, the in my opinion the big three: C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks. No one is gonna question those. Some might question Jalen Tolbert. Some might do that, and I wouldn't blame you. However, third-round draft pick, second-year player, that is not the type of description that fits a player that the front office wants to move on from. So I think that they're not, they have not given up on him. So I think that Tolbert will make the team, and I think he's kind of a lock to me. Like, I don't see myself unless we start hearing reports that he is stinking it up in practice or something like that. I personally do not see that happening. So I got him in my 53-man uh, roster projection. I've got Cavante Turpin. I mean, I think that more than anything else as a specialist. But, oof, I'm not sure that Turpin is that safe. Like, uh, Turpin might find himself in a little bit of a situation there because I, and you guys know this, I have talked about this a lot. I don't see Kevontae Turpin as a big contributor to offense. Uh, a lot of people want to get him more involved. I'm not entirely sure how much you can work with, with him. He's fast as heck. Do not get me wrong. He's fast as heck. I just wonder about the route running. I wonder about the play strength, the play size. As I always say in this show, I'm scared about watching him run a slant versus a crashing safety. That's something that I do not want to see. So I wonder about it, and I kind of doubt that. I think it's a long shot. I think it's a long shot to be on offense. And as such, you're always at risk. If you're a special teamer and only a special teamer like CJ Goodwin, you're always at risk. You might keep making it and making it and making it, but uh, it would be unfair to not to say that he's a, a lock in my opinion. So, uh, nevertheless, he's on my 53. And then for the sixth wideout, which is essentially the fifth wideout for offense, the way I see it, I've got Dennis Houston. Like, I went with the... This is one of my bold predictions, maybe. Uh, it Perhaps the boldest of my predictions. I just think it's an open competition for the spot. You've got Simi Fehoko. He could take the spot. Ontario Drummond could take the spot. 
Uh, and then the undrafted free agents, Durden, Morena Cropper, who's getting a lot of love by Cowboys fans, of course. Uh, Varvon, Jalen Brooks, a seven-round draft pick, and Antonio Callaway. Maybe they all could fight for his spot and end up uh, making the, the cut. But I'm just, I'm just leaning Houston because of the reason that, you know, the Cowboys liked him enough for him to start last year. Like, uh, maybe not start, but like, be that important wide receiver in week one, like even over uh, Jalen Tolbert earlier in the season. And then, of course, they, you know, shut down that project and we didn't hear again from, from Dennis Houston. So I'm just saying maybe the coaching staff still likes uh, Dennis Houston. I mean, it's still going to be Prince Davis, uh, excuse me, Robert Prince as the wide receivers coach. It's still going to be him. So I'm going to go with a bold prediction there. I, I know it's going to cause a little bit of controversy. Uh, let me look at the chat, actually. But yeah, that's my bold prediction. Let me go with it. Let me go with it. Uh, a lot of love for Moreno Cropper. Pesky says Cropper is going to make the team, maybe just practice squad, but they will keep him. And I want to be very clear. This does not include the practice squad. Like, uh, practice squad guys are in the out category right here so i'm not counting them i will say that i do think multiple wideouts are making the practice squad which is 16 players michael age says be on the lookout for some unknown camp buddy wide receiver coming out of nowhere i agree look out for ty hilton as well honestly ty hilton is not signed with anybody and he might be in a position in which he is enjoying the vacation He's enjoying the spring or, or summer. Uh, what is it? Uh, spring still, right? Maybe he's enjoying the, the seasons, man. He, he's not in a football mood right now. He's spending time with the family, maybe. I'm speculating here, of course. I do not know. But he might be one of those veterans that has had enough of NFL offseason programs. And maybe he's just waiting for the timing. Uh, I thought that was going to be the case with Jonathan Hankins. It wasn't. He already signed with the Cowboys. But uh, watch out for T.Y. Hilton. He could be a late addition as well. Wilson will be released from Miami. This is my Cowboys family. Kind of like uh, pushing a, a Wilson reunion. My Cowboys family. Shout out to you. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you. Levi says, I wish that they would have kept Noah Brown. Looking forward to seeing how Noah Brown does, does with the Houston Texans. Because Bobby Slowick is their offensive coordinator. And he comes from the Cal Tanahan coaching tree, which means they need run-blocking wide receivers. So I, I am actually kind of excited to see how Brown does it. Uh, not that I'm excited to watch Texans football. <laughs> Do not get me wrong. Had a decent draft class. Had a very decent free agency. Between you and me, uh, low-key want to take a flyer on that Texans five-and-a-half uh, five game win total over. But uh, I have not decided there yet. Let's see. I would love to have T.Y. backs as Michael Age. Well, anyways, those are my wide receivers. A lot of controversial maybe cuts there. But that, that spot, that last spot is wide open. Like, we can say whatever we want. You could, you could tell me that Fihoko is going to make the roster instead of Houston. You can say the same about Drummond. Durden, JMC, Callaway, Brooks, Varvone, and all of those are fair. 
it's about this one's one that's going to be decided in the offseason. So I just put Houston in there because he has the, the background a little bit that backs it up a little bit. Let's move on to tight ends. I've got three of them making it. Now, for those of you who are just now joining the show, I talked about this when I talked about the running backs. I've got Hunter, Hunter Lipke making the team. And I do think it's going to be tough to carry three running backs plus a fullback. So essentially making it four running backs. And then also four tight ends. Roster construction is a numbers game. And when I was putting it all together, it just didn't work out. It just uh, didn't work out entirely. So I don't have the fullbacks. Uh, I don't have a, a fourth tight end on the team. Oh, I forgot to add McKeon's name in there, by the way. I, I forgot to add uh, McKeon there. Schoonmaker, Ferguson, and Hendershot in the team. And then Fant, McKeon. Maybe what happened there was that I mixed up the green McKeon situation. So my bad there. <laughs> and I already see the, the, the comments in the chat. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are right. McKeon should be in the out category. But the point is, I've got Schoonmaker, Ferguson, and Hendershot making the team. Bruce says, you are forgetting about the four horsemen at tight end. Hey, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Now, I think that's the, I think that's the kind of sacrifice that you have to pay in order to carry the fullback. I think you're going to have to carry three tight ends. You have to make this make sense. You have to make this make sense. Uh, the offense is going to uh, change a little bit here. Now, would I love to see Fant make it? Yes, I would. You, you heard me talk about Fant on Sunday night after the NFL draft. So I, I do love Princeton Fant. Falls in a similar category for me than the fullback situation I think that it might be a little bit redundant to carry Hunter Lipke and to carry Princeton Fant. Different body types, maybe, but H-backs, at the end of the day, like they play the same role. I don't know if they're both going to make it. Keep in mind that uh, these are going to be versatile players, hybrid players. That's why you love Hunter Lipke. And there's, there's math involved with this. There's math involved. Like when you see the, the entire projection that I had, uh, maybe I can share that Google cheat with you a little bit here uh, after we're done with them. Uh, but, but like, keep in mind, you, you got to make all of this fit. You got to make the defensive lineman work and the offensive lineman and the linebackers. So it's kind of a, a, a numbers game right there. So those are the tight ends. Let's move on to the offensive line. I will say that though. Mark is asking, practice squad for Fant? Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like, I like uh, Princeton fan to make the team. Not going to lie. Uh, to make the, the practice squad, that is. Really good point, says Brian. Excited to see Ferguson and Hendershot. Progress from last year, says Levi Boyd. There you go. Offensive lineman. Offensive lineman. I've got nine. I've got nine making it. Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Yadish, Martin Steele. No one's going to be surprised about them. I've got Chuma Doga, and I've got Matt Farniak making it kind of as your, as your interior offensive lineman depth. And then give me 
for tackle depth, Matt Walletsko, and give me Masim, uh, Asim Richards, excuse me. For those players who are out of my projection, I've got Josh Ball out. I've got Taylor, Alex Taylor out. Hoffman out. And then Earl Bostic. Earl Bostic, watch out for him, though. Earl Bostic is the one that I struggled with. He is also one of the most, the, the highest paid undrafted free agents of the year. So he is one to watch out for. We talked about Hunter Lipke getting $200,000 paid in total guarantees. The offensive tackle out of Kansas got like $220,000. Or maybe I'm mixing those two up. I don't think that I am. But he got paid. Uh, so watch out for him. He could make the roster. Pesky Citizen asks for context. How many guys are they allowed to keep on the practice squad? That number would be 16, sir. 16. I see that the offensive lineman, I, I see you guys uh, like the offensive lineman. Some people did mention Earl Bostic can make it. So that could happen. Yes, sir. I agree. Josh Ball. Yeah, I have him as a cut. I, I mean, I didn't love what we saw from him last year, obviously. I don't think that anyone did. And then the Cowboys are already talking about trying him out inside after he was an offensive tackle, an offensive tackle only. So uh, we could see some changes in there. And I do think that you brought in Asim Richards. You have uh, the, the UDFA that we were talking about too. Like, I just think the Cowboys added some players and Josh Ball is going to get out. Uh, he's going to be one of the odd players out. Yeah. I know people are saying, says Levi, that uh, move Tyler to guard. But what do you think about moving Tyron to guard? I'm not a fan of that idea, but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hate it, I guess, if it does happen. I, I, I struggle with the idea of having moved Tyron from the left tackle spot to the right tackle spot and then flipping him back to the left, guard, left slot side, but now you're playing inside. I think that's like one too many moves for a veteran like him. Like, keep it simple. Play him at right tackle or play him at left tackle, but just uh, be done with it, right? Be done with all of these changes for Tyron Smith. I really have no idea how the offensive line is gonna is gonna shake out. It's very tough to figure that one out so far. Depth on the offensive line looks better this year, destroy. Yeah, I think I think a fifth round draft pick like Richards will make that happen. And then let's go, who was picked last year, will also make it happen. Like I think those two draft picks are the key to that. And then you added Chuma Doga who Basically, played a lot of football last year. So, yeah, I'm keeping it simple. Like Gregory says, keep it simple. And that would be my offensive lineman. Now, defensive line. Defensive line is, is a fun one, too. Because there are going to be some cuts in there. We're going to start at the edge rushers, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start at the edge rushers really quickly here. Because it's a good one. It's a good one. Some of you already uh, offered some UDFA names that you think should make it. But here is my projection. I've got the Cowboys carrying six edge rushers. 
Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Sam Williams, those are the locks. I mean, after all, Williams is a second rounder. And then you've got Armstrong, Fowler, Viliami Fehoko. Let me know in the chat where did I get it wrong at the edge rusher position? What do you don't like? Or maybe you do like it and you say, hey, you nailed it, Mo. That's also fair. But I think, I don't think that I nailed it. This is a tough one. <laughs> this is a very, very tough one, man. Because I sign land. I know some people like land. McKinley, I don't think, like, I don't think people are going to be upset about that one. Darrell Johnson and then Tyrus. I know Tyrus has some fans too. Uh, he's also out. Let me know in the chat, what do you think about this one? Here's my logic. Parsons, Lawrence, and Williams, they're obvious. I don't have to defend those. Dan Quinn likes Darrance Armstrong, man. He really does. And I think that he likes the versatility of everything that he can do. Uh, Armstrong doesn't only rush from the edge. We, all, we see him very involved in the Cowboys' eight-gap pressures. We see him involved as a drop defender. He will do that every once in a while. Not that many times, but Dan Quinn is not afraid to drop number 92 into coverage. And he has made an impact. Like, maybe he's not going to get the PBU or get the interception, but he's going to, you know, make the QB a little bit uncomfortable with his read because suddenly you have like a window taken away from you. I think that Armstrong is very, very important with that type of stuff. And I, I don't think that the Cowboys move on from him. Now, as for Fowler... I think that's one guy that might be scratched off from many, many projections. The guy played 29% of the Cowboys' defensive snaps last year. That's 3% more than what Sam Williams played last year. I think that's going to change this year. But still, that goes to show you how much this team really likes Fowler. Watch out for him. I think that Fowler is kind of a lock, honestly. But we could be surprised if one of the UDFAs ends up being a, a pleasant surprise. Right? Now, for example, uh, Troy says, never seen Dallas with so many defense events. For example, I think the last year, like if we really quickly Google like the Cowboys' initial roster, it probably was something like this. Because I remember looking this up too, like to kind of always be sure about the structure of things. So for example, Cowboys last year, they carried six tight ends, kind of. Uh, Chauncey Goldson was maybe really your, your defensive tackle. But then Michael Parsons was listed as a linebacker. So I, don't, I think that five, six is fair for this position. Fowler, good because of the contract. This is Michael H. That too. That too. That too. Uh, Lawrence and Ware would have been nice. <laughs> this is John. I would have traded Dorans after he sort of flamed out. This is Bruce. Pesky says, Williams was hurt for a lot last season. They didn't ask a lot of him, but he made a big impact when he did. Yes, sir. Hopefully. Hopefully that changes. With Masi, they're all going to eat. This is Chris Graham. Hey man, I'm, I'm hey, I like I like the like the projection. <laughs> Gilbert says I nailed it. Fehoko might might be moved inside, as Mark Aaron says, but we'll see. 
on that note, by the way, on on that note, Fehoko, I have him there, like fourth round pick. Might make it, yeah. So on a similar note, we're we're about to jump into the defensive tackles. And one of the things that was very difficult for me to answer is the following. Do you think, yes or no, that Neville Gallimore makes the team? Yes or no, let me know in the chat. And while you give me your answers, and before we dive into the defensive line, that also it's a position that features my guy, Isaac Alarcón, uh, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net. As always, they make this show possible. A family-owned business that has been so for over 65 years. You can check out their dealership at Irving, Texas, or you can visit their website at freemanmazda.net. In there, you can browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles, as well as take a look at pictures of every car and see the features of each one of the vehicles. That includes this week's ride of the week, the 2023 Mazda MX-5 Miata RF Grand Touring. This one starts at $38,815. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got a manual transmission, convertible roof, premium audio, a blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 34 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda right of the week over at freemanmazda.net. Shout out to them for making the show possible. So Neville Gallimore, does he make it or does he not make it? I struggled with that one. And it's one that I kind of maybe have gone back and forth throughout the day, but it's published. Like I published it. I'm not going to walk it back now. Jax says no. Mark Aaron says bye-bye Gallimore. Clebo says no. John says yes. Katharina says no. Bruce's Neville is probably out. Gregory says, I think that Tag McKinley might, might uh, squeeze in. That's fair. They need to trade Gallimore, says Pesky. I don't know how much you would get in return, to be honest. Levi says, nope. Jeremy says, nope. <laughs> most, most answers suggest that uh, Gallimore is not going to make it. Clebo says, should have cut Gallimore last year instead of John Ridgway. Hmm. To be fair there, though, I'm just going to say this. I'm not sure that they're the same type of defensive tackles. I know people don't like the Ridgeway cut. And the worst thing is that he went to, the, to Washington. So I understand that frustration. I, I, I'm not sure that Gallimore and Ridgeway, though, were exactly the same. So in that sense, you could make the argument for it. Uh, some of you are not going to like this, but I've got Gallimore on my projection. I have a tough time buying into any of the UDFAs just like because of my, you know, usual way of going about things. This is my defensive tackle room. Five of them. And just a quick note, I agree that Fehoko might be moved inside. I agree that Isaiah Land could also be kind of like uh, moved around a little bit. So I'm just going by how they entered the draft process and everything. I'm assuming Fehoko is an edge rusher. I'm assuming that, you know... Uh, Isaiah Lance is going to be an edge rusher. All of that. Oso Digisuwa. 
He would be your starting crit technique. Massa Smith would be your starting nose tackle. Chauncey Golson has been a defensive tackle since last year. So I'm adding him here. Neville Gallimore. Just because I think he's more of a backup three tackle here. And Jonathan Hankins can be your backup slash rotational nose tackle. Because I don't think that he's going to be like uh, Massa Smith's full-time backup. But I think they're going to rotate pretty heavily. And then the two players that are out. And I say this with pain in my heart. Isaac Alarcón, nose tackle. There's already two of them on the roster. But hear me out. I've got, I still got a prediction about Isaac. I think he makes a practice squad. Now, this year is different. Over the past three years, Isaac was able to be on the practice squad and not account against the player limit. That, may, that means the Cowboys had 16 guys plus Isaac. But while all of that sounds pretty cute, Isaac was not able to be activated like every other practice squad player from one week to another. He could not be in an active roster for game day call-up. He had to be... Uh, there was an entire process that essentially meant having him not be an inter international player anymore. So my point here is I think that Isaac still lands in the practice squad. This time is one of the 16 players to make it and he stays there, but maybe he can be a call-up at some point uh, during the season. So, however, I did not see him on the 53. And I also did not see Quinton Bohana making it. This is more than anything because of the roles. So, it, this is similar to what I just said about Isaac. You know, Masi is a nose tackle. Hankins is a nose tackle. I'm not sure if Bohana makes it here. This is my projection. Let's see what you guys have to say. Clevo says, I would rather keep Bohana over Gallimore, and it, it, it will be very fun. This this uh, competition will be very fun to watch. Gregory says Bohana out. I just don't see that, Mo. That's fair. Osa, Masi, Hankins, and Bohana says Pesky. Michael H., and I agree, says Gallimore playing from behind. He was a healthy scratch this postseason. Yep. Yes, he was. Uh, we better not try to put Fehoko in the practice squad like we did Ridgeway, says Gerard. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that will be the case. Forward rounder, pretty different, uh, even though, I mean, it's just numbers. But I think the Cowboys are not going to cut a forward rounder, even if it's to get him on the practice squad. Better off releasing Gallimer so he gets picked up. Then we can get a draft fix, says Mark Aaron. I think Gallimer has been in the doghouse, says Mark Aaron. Sounds like it. Yeah. This is just kind of like, you know, thinking a little bit ahead. I think it's going to be a competition. And I think that Gallimore maybe feels a different role. I, it might be redundant to carry Bohana in there as well. This is just me. This is just me, though. Alarcon would be picked up by the Texans as Lance Bell. Hey, that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, Blue Dabs says, poor Mo really has no inside sources to the Cowboys. I'm going to change that. Hey, I'm just going to say this. I, I have never claimed to have any sources, so do not, do not uh, think that, uh, that, that I'm doing that. I'm just having fun here projecting the Cowboys roster. Not trying to be an insider, to be honest. <laughs> so there you go. Defensive tackles. We move on to the linebackers now. Micah no longer is listed here. I think even since last year, I projected him as an edge rusher. So no changes there. Only four linebackers. Now, this might sound like a, a light group, but the Cowboys play a lot of three safety looks. They play a lot of nickel with three cornerbacks. So... Pretty much most of the time, you're going to see two backers on defense, right? 
So give me Bandaresh, who's obviously making it. Damon Clark, who honestly would be my other projected roster piece, right? And then I've got Jabril Cox making it. We'll see if he ends up playing on defense. And then the Marvian Overshone. The Marvion Overshone out of Texas is obviously making the team. I wonder what his role will be to start. But at the very least, let me tell you this. 77% special team snaps have to be replaced. Because that was Luke Gifford's number, who is now a Tennessee Titan. And then out, Devin Harper and Malik Jefferson. Those are the guys that are out. Uh, Blue Dab says, Isaac Alarcon is a human marketing piece. That's it. And that's all. I don't know why y'all don't understand that, says Blue Dabs, because it's simply not true, man. It is simply not true. And I don't think that anyone has done more job on Isaac than, for example, ESPN's Carlos Nava, who actually is an insider and goes to the star and everything. And he obviously covers it because he works for ESPN Mexico. So it's a big story there. That thing about him being a human marketing piece has been around for a while. And I don't know who started it. I think it's kind of dumb because the international player pathway has had players make actual rosters. And I personally do not think that Isaac is making the 53. So I'm going to say that. Like, it's not like I'm pushing him to be a part of the 53. But I'm going to say that, you know, if literally no one had made 53-man rosters out of the IPP, which is the international player pathway, it would make sense, maybe. It would make sense. Does it serve as marketing? For sure it does. But then why are multiple, because it's like four of them right now in the NFL, who have arrived at the NFL through the international player pathway and are in NFL teams and have made rosters. And one of them has even been a defensive player of the week a couple times, I think. Uh, so I don't know. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy into that at all. I get the logic behind it, but I also kind of think it's it's kind of a, a lazy explanation of things. That's just my take on that. Uh, so, uh, also, if that was uh, the real intention, you wouldn't keep them around for three years. That wouldn't make no sense. You would keep them around for one year, you keep the interest, you keep the marketing and all of that. Mike Fisher said that marketing thing first is Bruce got the toxic use. I cannot confirm or deny that, but hey, I know this. I don't agree with it. And I think it's as simple as looking at the IPP players that have made rosters and have contributed to NFL teams. Anyways, moving on a little bit here. Oh, and by the way, just kind of like a additional note, eight players made uh, were selected to random, not, not random teams, but like they were assigned at random to those two divisions now, which was the AFC West and the NFC North. That means that 32 teams have had international players there eight players now that, that they raised the bar a little bit this this time around anyways uh moving on to the cornerbacks six cornerbacks trevon dix stefan gilmer daron bland jordan lewis kelvin joseph and cj goodwin i wonder about cj goodwin just like i wondered last year like, it's the same conversation as Kevontae Turpin, right? You say, he's not going to contribute to defense. It's only a special team type player. But they really, really like him. So he's never a player that I'm going to say that is a lock to make the team. 
but he's definitely one guy that uh, is going to be in the projections because you know how much they like him. And on a similar note, on a similar note, CJ Goodwin is a big part of special teams. And we talked about Luke Gifford already. I don't think that the Cowboys want to lose so much special teams power from one season to another. Now, does Eric Scott Jr. change their mind? Does Eric Scott Jr. show that he can be a special teams contributor while he develops as a, as a defender? Can Sean Wright do that? Can Kelvin Joseph do that? Joseph is a tough one because I know and we know that he has not been off to a great start. So he could be a cut here, definitely. I, I honestly think that it's going to be Joseph versus Wright versus Scott Jr. I think that will be the battle to watch. And I get what, uh, for example, Hunter says. I think that Lewis might be out. Like, I think Lewis is out. Jordan Lewis could also be a surprise cut here. But I don't know why you would get rid of him. Uh, maybe if it's because of the health side of things. Like, if, if that injury was massive to him and, and his rehab does not go great and you're seeing a hurt player in practice, maybe you can move on from Jordan Lewis. But otherwise, I, I always think that NFL teams kind of value that experience of starters in the NFL way more than we usually do. So I'm going to give Jordan Lewis the benefit of the doubt here when it comes to his injury. Going to give him a spot on my 53. And then Joseph, I think, will battle it out with Wright and Scott Jr. and everything, right? That's going to be mine. Moving on to the last position, and I promise you we're not going to end up uh, debating a lot on the special team side of things. Uh, but let's go to safety. Let's go to safety. Five more players. These five players get us to 50. And then you get the kicker, Vizcaino uh, for now, Trent Sig, the long snapper, and then the kicker, uh, and the punter, excuse me, Brian Anger. Those would be the other three. No graphic for them, though. Sorry. <laughs> Safety, Malik Cooker, Donovan Wilson, Jaron Curies, Izzy Mukwamu, and Marquise Vell. I don't think there's going to be a lot of debates there. Uh, Mukwamu might be listed as a cornerback as well. We'll see what the plans are for the team. But in the meantime, and having him penciled in as a safety. You can look at the entire 53-man roster projection over at A to C Sports Dallas, but uh, warning, it is in Spanish. But if you want to look at the names, uh, go ahead and do so over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. Uh, a few takeaways, though, before we leave, and I'm going to run through this pretty quickly here. Few takeaways, I would say. Oh, my my dog is saying hi. By the way, <laughs> tight end and fullback go hand in hand. That's one of my big takeaways from this exercise. And we know about the McKeon absence here. Uh, sorry about that. I, I replaced that by accident. If Hunter Lipke makes it, then you have one one fewer tight end, in my opinion. Wide receiver, one of the fun, what one of the most fun positions is going to be that spot for being the fifth wide receiver, excluding Turpin. Like, I'm going to call Turpin a specialist for now. Like, Houston versus Fehoko versus any of the undrafted free agent guys or the seven-round pick, that's going to be one of the most fun battles, in my opinion. And then I've got Josh Ball as a cut. I think that's one of the biggest ones. And yeah, edge rusher, no surprises there. Defensive line, going to be a good one. Does Gallimore make it? Does he not make it? Uh, oh, sorry. 
I showed you the behind the scenes screen right there. So yeah, yeah. The safety seat, uh, list looks solid. Mouse is Bruce. Thank you, sir. Michael says, easy has position flex. He really does. He really does and makes the math easier if you're trying to project this because he's kind of like a guy that he can play on both, both sides. Gregory says, I like your safety list. Thank you. Man, the safety list. Man, the Cowboys defensive backs are pretty cool. Gregory says, Mo, how do you think Bell will play this year? Maybe not, not a lot, like maybe not a lot of playing time, but if he has to play because of injuries, he should be fine, right? Like we saw the flashes already. We saw the flashes. Let's see what one year of extra coaching did to him. It's going to be fun. It's going to be very, very fun. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let your friends know about primetime. As always, it was a blast. And we are getting ready for the weekend, too. So as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. You can check them out on their website and check out the ride of the week. Enjoy your Friday and Saturday. And I will see you again on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central gonna be a schedule week by the way so we might talk a little bit about the schedule uh, we're, we're going into the thick of the offseason so let's get ready for that and i appreciate you being with me every single night uh thank you hit the like button for me see you tomorrow night nos vemos hasta luego bye bye